Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. Hey, what's up, New Jersey Devil fans? You are listening to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and we are your hosts, Chris Cole, along with my partner and friend, Dan Martin. And uh, we want to apologize, first off, for being off for almost a week. We had, uh, you know, colds and flus and whatnot, along with uh, waiting on some new equipment to come in. So we're moving up to the big leagues, Dan. Yeah, this feels like a real pro studio here today. Right? We it. actually have, like, you know, working microphones and yeah. soundboards that work. And here, check this out, Dan. This is new. You ready? All right. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Sound effect. Yeah. And Uncle Puckers nope. is being filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. So, Dan, um, we had two games since we talked last. And yeah, two big oh, wins. I do want to say, if you remember my dead balls-on accurate prediction Dude, on that Ranger game. That was crazy. Right? That was crazy. So, I, I actually said I wanted to pull it, and I didn't pull it. But you you called it, like, not just a score. You said it was yeah. going to be, you know. Rangers were going to be up, and it yeah. was going to be a, a, a good game, but a, a slog, but the Devils high. were going to come and up. And going to go to overtime. And we were going to win 4-3. to three. Yeah. I mean, you called all those things. I also I am going to do the exact same thing tomorrow for the, like, billion-dollar Mega Millions. That's what I was thinking. You should use these powers for something better than predicting one game a year. Well, you know, it, you, you live. You, it's what I got. That's it. Yeah, right. No. So, but it's like, pretty know, good. It's better than what I got. I think I said a two nothing. You three said nothing, three nothing. Three nothing. You're always win. a shutout. It's a, you, yeah, you, I always want. You're to such out. a fucking goalie. Yeah, it's, it's gonna go good. We're gonna get a shutout. But uh, suck. <laughs> so, what'd you think of that Ranger game? I that was very impressed. I mean, did they pay for being a little sloppy at times? Yeah, I mean that's why they were down. And you know, going into the third, you didn't have too much reason to think it was gonna be, you know, such a third period where they're going to come back the way they did. And yeah, I mean... It, it was really solid. Yeah, it was, and Vanacek played great. I mean, and that's exactly what we were talking about, like why we wanted him back in net. He, You know, he kept them in that game. He never let it get out of hand, and I don't think we've had a goalie that we could consistently count on to do that. No, it seems like the, the coaching staff is finally, like, I think it's seeping in now. Like, wait a second here. We really do give ourselves the best chance to win with Vitek in the goal as opposed to Blackwood. Yeah. But, you know, the the Ranger game was, see, like being sandwiched in these last two games, right in, you know, Devils are right in between a team that's chasing them and a team that they're chasing. So yes. these two games were super important. You know, you go in and you, you lose to the Rangers, and then they jump ahead of you a point. They're in second place in the Met. And then you lose to Carolina, and they pull, what, four, six points? At that point, eight points ahead? Yeah. And now, you know, so, yeah, so, you, you, you know, you're going backwards. And those really are two important games that you had to have. Um, it kind of does burn my ass a little bit that we did give the Rangers one point out of that. But, okay, we, we got the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Carolina game, I it's so weird. I mean, so watching that game, first period, you know, feeling out process, you know, things, Devils looked okay, Carolina looked okay, but neither team was really putting their foot on the gas. You know, they were, you know, feeling each other out. Um, on the first period? In the first period. Yeah, and I, I thought so, Carolina kind of maybe played a little better. They got they yes, outshot the Devils, which they did. is 
you know, Dells used to outshoot everybody, but uh, they got outshot this time, and, and I would say they, you know, they were outplayed. And they kind of got a little lucky on the Siegenthaler goal. You know, it was kind of a CNI puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, found its way in. They, it was weird they, that like you know such a quick, sharp left turn. Yeah, it hit the pad. It, and just went. It, and, and from every other angle, I know they talk about it during the broadcast, but from every other angle, I'm like, that's not a goal. I don't see the puck. And then as soon as they showed it from Siegenthaler's side, from yeah. the left side, I was like, oh, shit, that's a goal. Um, so, you know, that was a nice lucky goal. Nice lucky bounce. Because yeah. uh, Siegenthaler's not a sniper. He threw it at the net. And we He's got not. I mean, how many times have we seen our snipers, you know, ringing them the wrong way off the post? I, I have found that the devil's big problem over at least the month of December, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about it too much, but, you know, uh, was just the lack of accuracy. They were not mm-hmm. hitting the net. They were, you know, yep. it was everywhere but on net. But back to the Carolina game. So the first period, okay, you know, 1-1, one, one, get out of it, good. Second period, I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself over 19 minutes of that second period, Carolina is putting on a clinic right now on how you beat the Devils. Yes. They they are using their own speed to counter our speed. They're clogging up the neutral zone. They're not there when when they no had no room to breathe. No. And when they had possession, they weren't turning the puck over and I'm saying to myself, "All right. Devils are a very good team and head and shoulders above where they were last season and they're going in the right direction, but if they make the playoffs and if they come up in between, you know, Carolina, Washington, and Boston, a big Fast veteran team, been there, done it's that. It's gonna work hard. Yeah, it's it, it's you know they're a year away, they're a couple of pieces away. You know this is the exact template of how you beat the Devils, and I thought that okay, and and then also you give up two shorthanded goals. You know, well, yeah, that, a, that was what a, made you think right. Special teams fails you in in a bad way like that. Shorthanded goals twice. You know, uh, they usually don't win those games. No, and a team that, you know, again, the veteran teams that, that they capitalize on your mistakes. They know what they're doing. They're right. well coached. They know what they're doing. So as I'm watching, I'm kind of like, all right, this sucks because you'd like to beat the, the, the Hurricanes, but they are the, you know, right now they're the better team. And then the last minute of the freaking period, Dawson Mercer, what, puts his freaking Superman cape on and decides he's going to go win the game. And oh my God, what a ridiculous last minute of the second period. Yes. And the third period, the last minute of that second period, I mean, Carolina did make big mistake on that first Mercer goal. Yes. I mean, he he, he dumps the puck and he goes and he gets his own, uh, um, chases down his own puck. And three Hurricanes basically peel away from him. And they're standing mm-hmm. in front of the cage and just say, what are you going to do? And he, you know, takes it hard to the net and scores a goal. And then the second goal was 18 seconds later. He makes a beautiful little short pass to Boquist. Boquist showing, we were talking about this. You were saying the other day, where's Boquist been? Because yeah. he has the hands and he has the ability. And where's he been? Well, he showed that ability in those hands on that second goal. That he was sure a did. beautiful, beautiful goal. It was. So we get in the you know, third period, you know, going, to, going, to, over, um, going into the third period, rather. You know, now we're tied up 3-3. Three, three, and I'm thinking... Okay, well, I guess I was wrong. It was amazing. I guess the Devils decided they want to play. And they completely owned the Canes in that third yes. period. What did the Carolina have, three shots on goal? I mean, I, I didn't really notice if they were coming off a back-to-back or what their excuse was, but they just got outplayed. In the third I mean, period, they did? Take as bad as they were outplayed, outplayed the Devils in the first and the second, and then multiply that by two. That's how badly the Canes were outplayed. Like, it, I, this team... I don't know if 
they have any idea how good they are. I know. You know, it, it really is, and, and I mean, none of us do. They have an ability to just put their foot on the gas and score at will. And yep. it, it that game, that Carolina game, it was great beating the Rangers. Awesome beating them in overtime. Mm-hmm. All of that, you know, we're ahead of them in the standings. You want to stay ahead of them. They're, they're the biggest rival. But I got more jazzed about that win against Carolina than I did against the Ranger win. Yeah, because, you know, Carolina was playing a great game. Yeah. And they were playing tight, and they looked like they were going to crack. And I think, like, just, just like how that skill popped out of nowhere and knocked them back on their heels. And then what I was really happy about was they never took their foot off the gas in the third. Because no, and Mercer's third goal. That's a game that could have gone back and forth. You yeah. know, you've seen those games where it's like... And the fourth uh, goal, which was the go-ahead goal for Mercer, at, was just a hard-working, beautiful mm-hmm. goal. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, again, another guy, I think the last show we did, we we're talking about, you know, how much we like Mercer, and he is a hell of a hockey player, super smart, and the guy should be uh, doing a lot more, and man. Yeah, and he's what, so young, was, so that makes you think, okay, he's growing into it. Wow. Yeah, is... yeah, and, and, you know, Hughes said at the uh, after the game, you know, when, when the third line wins you the game, you know, that's something, basically not a lot of teams have that. That's awesome, you know. That's the, really the, awesome. And, uh, but, man, what a win against the Canes. What a way to go on that West Coast trip. Yeah, um, beating, you know, on paper, the best team in your conference. Yeah. Now let's go out West. I mean, great way to get sent off. And uh, those are some interesting games coming up, definitely. Well, I'm, I'm, so tomorrow night, uh, 10 o'clock, I believe, is Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And mon- Saturday, I think we have back-to-backs. I think we also have L.A. on Saturday. Yep. And then Sunday is uh, well, San Jose. Mon- Monday. Monday, Sun- San Jose. And that's 4 o'clock Eastern. 4 o'clock Eastern, so it's a 1, one o'clock. 1 o'clock, yeah. MLK, Which, mon- 1 o'clock, you know, yeah, holiday game. Right. It's a holiday. So yeah. I, I was pretty happy that at 4 o'clock we can, you know, sit down. Watch yeah. the game. Yeah. Told my wife, I'm like, we're going to order pizza Monday, and we're watching the double game. She I love just those, ignores uh, me and walks into the other room. She's like, yeah, that's what yeah, I always wanted. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so happy I married you. <laughs> Go do your stupid podcast. Or should but... I wear my nice dress for this? <laughs> oh, really? Pizza and a double game. I'm such a lucky girl. Matches with pizza and hot. Wait, wait, let me change that. Oh, pizza and a devil's game? I'm such a lucky girl. That's That's pretty cool. That is a scary, (laughs) scary... I mean, the powers that you possess with that board now. I really do. You can use it if you want. Uh, I wouldn't know where to begin. But I left all the pretty colors on it. It's fucking amazing. It does. It looks like a disco ball. It does. Pretty cool. Anywho. So, yeah, pretty happy about that. West Coast swing coming up. Uh, you know, if they do anything in that that they did when they went out in November, Western Canada, this should be a successful one. What game out of the four going out West are you most excited for? I got to say the Kraken. Absolutely. It's the Kraken. They're new. And uh, you know what, though? I also think that game might be the hardest on the schedule. It's the last of the four. They will have been mm. out West, you know, and then they got this weird four-day layoff between Monday the 16th and then the Thursday game with the Kraken. So that, like, you know, like those breaks are a little too long sometimes, and yeah. that's no good. I'm um, sure they'll be playing a lot of golf and, you know. I know, right? That kind out of there stuff. in sunny. Uh, yeah, I'm well, sure. No, they're going to be well, – they could still be in San Jose and hang out there for a while before they head up to uh, – nobody calls sunny Seattle. Yeah, right? but I'm <laughs> sure they're probably going to spend a few days in Cali. 
Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's it, I like these West Coast trips, these long road trips. You know, they really either bring a team together or you know you really kind of see what you have when you go out there. I just hate staying up that late for these games. That's the hard part as a fan on the East Coast. Um, still, I you know, I don't know. It would be kind of cool though if you look the other way around and your team goes out east, and well, most people are at work. It, for, you know? I, I would love to yeah. you know live out in the Pacific time zone and have all my yeah, devil games home. on at you know four o'clock in the afternoon. That would be yeah, awesome. Exactly. You know? Depends, you know. But that's kind of neat. I never really thought too much about that, but I wouldn't mind. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Some good, some good teams too, though. I mean, Ducks, Kings, San Jose. San Jose's got you know. San Jose stuff sucks. San Jose and, has like I think uh, Kraken. Wins. Who's got the best record? Kraken, of all? Kraken by yeah. far, right? And Which is amazing. LA. That's the uh, you know the de- debut debut year for their Kraken inaugural year. Yeah, last season. But uh, let's go real quick, and we will punch up the standings, the Pacific, um, the Western Conference standing. So my computer's like, you sure you want Western Conference? I, just, I don't. <laughs> I don't know about you. Do I just, Western I don't Conference. check it that often. So. Oh, no, well, you never check the West, but um, so in the Western Conference, we have yeah, the Kings. Games. Actually, no, the Kings have uh, they have three more games, four more games played than the Kraken. That's Kings a lot good. of games. The Kings have a lot going on. Yeah, they're a heck of a team. They have, they have 56 points. They have 25 wins. Tied with the Golden Knights. Tied for the in wins, yeah. specific division. And, uh, well, you know, I guess and, the Central Division is a lot stronger because you got four teams ahead of them or three three teams ahead of them yeah Pacific, so. but if you look at the the pacific division those top three and whether or not it stays in that order yeah um the knights the kings the kraken those three are probably going to be definite playoff teams mm-hmm. um you know at the rate that they're going now so you're looking right now at two of those teams possible playoff teams uh, Sharks are doing not so good, Al. Not so good at all. No. They have uh, 13 wins, as uh, the Ducks have 12. So, you know, expect to see Mackenzie Blackwood probably, what is tomorrow night we said was the oh, Ducks? Oh, they're bringing him on this trip? Well, I don't know if they're leaving him home. I mean, they played, you know, Smith, so I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know if, what they're doing. Well, apparently, I mean... Uh, uh, Who's on the bench? Uh, yeah, it was Blackwood. Carolina. It was uh, against Carolina. Yeah, they sent I, me I didn't even back. notice that. They sent me oh, back down to Utica. And, yeah, but again, that's a different conver- you know, conversation. We are you know five six weeks away from the pl- trade deadline. Uh, Devils are most definitely buyers, and we're going to talk so much more about that in the weeks to come. But you know, uh, the West Coast trip, you know, it's going to be fun. It just like I said, sucks for Devil fans that have to stay up you know, until one in the morning to watch the game. Yeah. But there is something I want to talk about. So, did you watch you watch the game on ESPN Plus, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so which I, one? The Carolina. Carolina game. game. Yeah, the one. Absolutely. No, that game was that on was ESPN, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, right? And that was the Kevin Weeks uh, was yes. the calling. I, I absolutely loved everything yeah. about that entire announce. Uh, whether yeah. uh, they, uh, who was the woman? That was with P.K. Subban and uh, Steve Levy. I know. When I was watching it, I'm like, I got to remember her name because I know I'm going to forget it. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I did. She was one of the most knowledgeable people she was very good. In, that I've ever heard doing a uh, analyst, uh, you know, sitting at uh, an uh, And this is the intermission analysis between desk. the periods. Yes. That period. Yes. Because there's another Weeks. woman on 
on the she was on the side. ice yeah doing um, like Sal's role yes yeah. and but the the whoever it was and I have to look that up but she was fantastic absolutely dead on on all her points she made a ton of sense and I loved after that game watching PK Subban acting like he was like the proud big brother yes. whose little brothers just finally you know got over the hump. There was no animosity. There was no jealousy. There was no nothing. There was a dude that played two years for this franchise, and I love PK Subban. Oh, well, like, and, as a human being, like anybody says they don't like him, like if they were upset with his play, whatever. He's an athlete. You're allowed to be upset with his play. As a human being, he's like always been the best right. person in an NHL. You know, does tons of great charities. He's also very down to earth, and I. I mean, he just seems like a nice person. And you hear him talking up Mercer and talking up the young guys on this mm-hmm. team. And it was just so cool to see because the Devils, you know, we live in New Jersey. We get no love. It's that simple. This is Ranger country. It's Flyer country. And we're smack dab in the middle of both. You know, there are more Ranger fans in this state than there are Devil fans, which saddens me. But right. it, it is the truth. Um, so, like, when you're on a national broadcast and you have uh, – and given weeks he was doing the same thing because – you know, he's an ex-devil, too. Yep. You know, he was high on this team, talking them up. Uh, and it was just super, super cool to see them getting some love. Um, but the announced team on the ESPN Plus broadcast, I really hope, come playoff time, these are the guys that are doing it because they yeah, were fantastic. And the TNT team, yeah. I'm going to bitch. Well, there's two. So the, right. the TNT team of Brendan Burke and I forget the woman's name. I'm terrible you know, the, uh, with that. And Darren Pang, they're very good. Right. Then the old school, I think it's Albert Olchek and um, Keith Jones. These guys suck. They're so bad, dude. They do not even call the game. No, they're not. They know what talk the hell about, about like what steakhouse they're going to afterwards or this and that. They don't even call the game. They are completely just milking TNT for all their money. And you see, ESPN used to have a lot of those same problems, and they've changed that. They've gotten younger people in that know, you know, that we can kind of relate to a little bit more and. Uh, that you just recently saw playing in and the I games like, like PK. Pang. I like Darren Pang. I like Darren Pang. You know, I don't mind him at all. No. Um, I mean, Eddie Olchek, uh, not a fan. Keith Jones, yeah. terrible. These yep. guys are the worst. They should not be doing this anymore. And um, But, okay, I digress. It's so there's fair, fair a little, little bit of talk, a little right. bit of rumblings. You know, we're exactly midway through the season, so oh, yeah, of course every we yeah, Halfway we got you know another half to go. The the important half starts <laughs> now, and uh, you know there's a little bit of rumblings. Read a couple of articles, saw a little bit on you know uh, NHL Network this and that talking. Um, Hart Trophy, Jack Hughes MVP. Now, hmm. the one thing I do like. A lot about the way the NHL does their uh, awards and trophies and, and whatnot. Like like in the NFL, mm-hmm. there's they have an MVP award, of course, but it always goes to a quarterback. Yep. It, it just it doesn't matter if you're a great wide receiver. You're not gonna no matter how great you are, you're not gonna get the MVP. It's gonna right. go to a quarterback and the MVP, and then they have the offensive and defensive players of the year. So that goes to the skill position. because right, they're so, not going to win the MVP, so I'll give them something. Right, so instead of just making, you know, a quarterback of the year award and a, you know, offensive player of the year award or whatever, it always goes to that. But the NHL is very different, because I do think they take 
these awards much more serious than a lot of other leagues. Yeah. Um, there's well, a lot of the, history in their trophies. Yeah, the trophies there's, themselves have so much like yeah. physical history. Of course, everybody knows how much is going on with the Stanley Cup, but really all of them. Like, yeah, like, all of them. The Conn Smythe trophy, all those trophies. The Lady Bing, the Conn Smythe, the yeah. Jack Adams, the uh, Selkie, they, all of them. And I was just uh, in Toronto this summer. Where you, you saw them all? The, yeah, it was very cool. And it's, it is, when you see them all together, that you do get that sense of history on all of them and everything. And it's, it's really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, I was watching something once where, uh, I think it was on NHL Network, and Rupper was on, Mike Rupp was on, and he was, Doing like the whole how the history of all these things, and you know, it's, I think like even like the Lady Bing, I think was like some European like princess or something, or and she came to Canada and she presented this trophy, and and it, yeah. it was something. I, and well, I'm probably was, butchering I, I think, it. I think the story goes that Lady Bing was horrified how violent the game was, and she kind of wanted to encourage these people to be more gentlemanlike. So she came up with an award for the player who was the most gentlemanly. That makes a whole much more sense than what That's I was why saying. why basically it's like the, the, yeah, it's pussy the, of, no, it's, it's really, you know, the good guy. You know? First of all, pussies take a pounding, mm. all right? Pussies Especially are tough. My... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, um, so, but my point being that the NHL looks at, like, it's not just about who scores the most points, who has the most goals. It, it really does a lot of it go down to your team is in a position, and if you took this person away, where's that team? Right. So, like, it, you really are the most valuable player on your team. Right. Um, now, I think you can say Jack Hughes is the most valuable player on the Devils. The Devils are not where they are right now without Jack Hughes. I mean, he, the man is a... a the kid is Superman. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah, especially uh, if you think you taking out like three factors. So you know, his, his assists, his goals, and then like how much better he makes his team. Right. Because of the load he takes off them, because you know the eyes on him, the, the room he gives to other players to score. That because you know the best checkers are going after him. So he, he he's ranked. Room. He's ranked. It's 13th. huge. Like if any other player is not going to compare to that. No, I mean he's ranked thirteenth in the league in scoring. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he has 22 goals, 23 assists for 49 points. He's a plus 14. He's got five power play goals and three game-winning goals. Now, I think his stats are a heck of a lot more. Uh, what he does on the ice, not just these stats, is a heck of a lot more important than what, you know, it just his numbers are. Yeah. Um, right. But my question is, do you think Jack Hughes deserves to be in the conversation? I'm a little up in the air by it, about it, but I'm curious. Do you well, think that he deserves to be in the conversation? I mean, that's a very broad term. I mean, sure. Uh, how, but you know, I I don't know the stats of the let's say top five in those categories. Is he? You said he was 13th overall scoring, but I did. You know, so if you're the question is is how many are you considering for this first round of who are we gonna pick? If it's just by the numbers. It, it kind of misses the point. So then you do have that whole intangible car- category of like how much better he makes his team just being on that team. Okay, well, let's go but, with the top five. Know, yeah. Okay. And who you got for that? I mean, I'm sure there's some names everybody's going to recognize. Some big, big names mm-hmm. right now. Right. I mean, you're talking Connor McDavid. Right. 35 goals, 44 assists, and 79 points at the halfway point. That's crazy. It's just, those are ridiculous numbers. Mm-hmm. 
at 35 goals. Yeah. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl. He Dreis- could have a, a, an 80 or 90 goal season. Right. He, yeah, he could have a 150 point season. Yeah. You know, uh, it's ridiculous. So Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. All right, he's sitting at 23 goals, 40 assists, and 63 points. Okay, how can they both be the MVP, though? Well, they can, both can't be, but here's the thing, too. <laughs> Where's Edmonton in the standings? I know, I know, and that's the best part. So, like, okay, but that is – I understand what you mean. I know what team I like better, the deeper team, because that's that team right. has nobody after them. I mean, and it, that's the problem. But when you say an MVP – I mean, doesn't it make it even more true that they are the MVPs of their team than if they were on a team that was more balanced? No. Punch up right I mean, now. Who's more valuable when... Punch up the Western Conference okay. um, standings right now. Right. I want to know how many teams are ahead of Edmonton. In other words, is Edmonton in a slot right now for, to be in the playoffs? The playoffs started right now. Is Edmonton in? And I don't think they are. Mm, no. They They're, have... Uh... They're at 47 points. Mm-hmm. In their conference, in their division alone, there's four people ahead of them. And what about and the, then yeah, the other division? Uh, they're on three, the... Three people ahead okay. of them. So, yeah, they're, so they're, they're, on, they're, they're a bubble team. They're, they're a they bubble are. team. They're sitting in eighth right now. And, you you, know, you have two dudes on your team that make up already halfway through the season... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what is that? Eighty, a hundred and forty-two points. Right. Just off the two of those dudes, and they're not in a playoff position. So right. How but do I you... mean, it's a comparative thing. So when you say the most valuable player, it, their team take those points away. They're still not team, in the playoffs. I know, but that, that team, you know, is, is has scored what? They don't even have a normal depth. Right, that but, team but I mean, scored nothing. If they're... So compared to the rest of the team, there's so much more. Valuable. But I think you have to accomplish something to have an MVP no, player. No, I get your point because really the MVP is of the league. Yeah, you know. I mean, I this mean, is a guy that because you help the team not make the playoffs. Right. I, I mean, mean so I they put up 150 points, Connor McDavid. But if the team misses the playoffs, is he really an MVP? You you, you have great stats. You should get. You know, goes to the NFL thing. Give them the offensive player of the year. You don't right. give them, you know. But that's that's where you know they have other trophies for that. You know, I just they, like to think he can win the Rocket Richard Trophy. He oh, can yeah. win those things. But MVP mm-hmm. is, I think, you have to like Nikita Kucherov is the third in scoring. All right, he's okay. got uh, sixteen goals, forty three assists, fifty nine points. Tampa Bay is a very good team. He makes them. He's a central part to that good team. Now, now, this, how, how do you? Say uh, um, there is a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning who's the uh, MVP, and it's definitely not Ovechkin, and it's definitely not Vasilevsky. Well, Ovechkin doesn't play for Tampa. Bay. I'm sorry, not Ovechkin. Um, Kucherov. Yes. Uh, no, they have another. They would, yeah, I guess he is the their top scorer. Yeah, he's a yeah. pretty much. You know, they have but they have a couple, of course. But and this guy who is fourth in scoring. Did you lose a? Uh... No, I just gotta make sure our power source is good because it says it's not. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. So the fourth leading scorer is the guy that right now I would give the MVP to, and that's David Pasternak. Yeah, he is amazing. He is so good, and he's on an amazing team, and or a guy like possibly Jason Robertson or Tage Thompson. Yeah, those well, those two guys are so, the young guys too. There, Pasternak's been doing this for a while, but like. 
Those two guys came out of nowhere, and they're awesome. I would put Pasta, Robertson, or Tage Thompson ahead of the Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, and and I might even put Jack Hughes above Connor McDavid in the MVP voting. Like to me, the MVP is not about. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is not just about you know your points and how good you are. You know you have to actually bring your team to a different level. What are you doing? Looking for electricity. Oh, shit. That's not plugged in. Yeah, I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, keep going. All right. So, you know, when you, you look at these and, you know, you have a guy like Eric Carlson, who's also, you know, one of the league scorers, um, you know, the league scorers. But again, you know, whoa. We're now, we got, now we got some humming going on here. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all right. We'll... We'll figure this all out. Maybe it's too close to this. We apologize for any kind of you know interference or whatever, guys. We're still working out on our aliens. Our our aliens? That's what that noise is. You hear a humming? Not anymore. No, that's the media. All right, I think we're good. Yeah, I think it's just the the mics here. So who do you got for to the point? Well, I would make. Tage Thompson. If I was voting right now, Tage Thompson would be the MVP of the NHL. Okay. Wait, why him versus, let's say, Boston up for... Well, Boston's a great team, and I think Boston, maybe not on a run like they have now, but they're... Um, that was me. They, you know, Maybe not as much of a run without Pasta right now, That, but they'd still be right there they'd still be a good team they're okay, you know so you're saying without thompson oh i think without tage thompson uh whatchamacallit they're what the heck is that without tage thompson i think absolutely no way buffalo is doing what they're doing yeah. i mean uh so i i'm a big fan of you know i look at and again even i could put hughes a little bit more in there i i think hughes has got to if he does really want to be in the conversation i think at the end of the season it does come down to where is he going to land at the end of the year in scoring right. on this league because although you don't have to be number 1 you also can't be you know 20th in scoring and expect to get an mvp in my right. opinion you have to you know, your contributions have to be great and it also depends on where this devil team is you know if we fall off the if we have you know listen we right now are kind of on the precipice of what's going to happen with this team. All right, you have a November where they were lights out, playing amazing hockey and doing some really, really cool, awesome things, and then you have a December that everything fell apart, and that goodwill and cushion that you laid out that whole month of November it disappeared. Right now, going into January and coming into the second half of the season. You know, you could sit there and say, okay, what team is going to – is for real? Definitely. And I believe it is the team we saw in November, just with the way that they've started this season now. I think the, the struggles that they had in December were, I think, good for this team. I think we'll end up being good for this team. Um, but I don't think they're going to have a fall-off anymore uh, like they did. I mean, when you come out and you have two super important games – like they did the last two, and they win them both in comeback fashion. Yep. This team is has you could you watch it last year's team, and last year's team made tons of mistakes, and they had terrible goaltending and all the injuries, and we know about all that shit. But one thing last year that they had, they never quit, even when they were 
garbage. And they were, you know, had nobody on the ice, and everybody was out with injury, especially towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They still played hard. Yeah. Now you take that, which they still do. This they have no quit, but now they have all the pieces. Yeah. And, and it's like cool. holy shit. Like there's been no drop off in that, and which you know I think. I've been very hard on Lindy Ruff this season, and I think that maybe I've been a little too hard on him because he has been able to keep this team playing hard no matter what the adversity. And really, if you look at the slump that they had in December, how many of those games did they really just go out there with a piss-poor effort? Not many. Not many. A lot of them were just stupid mental mistakes that you can clean up. Everything was losing. I mean, it really... It really seemed That's like a that good way of putting it. Because you're right that if anything good happens this spring, uh, you'll, you'll definitely have to look back at the season and say it was really good for them to have that early success where they're like, wow, we can do anything. And then, you know, what is it like to, you know, string a couple losses together and say you're not going to panic but panic and play poorly? What is it like to, you know, uh, try to come out of it and have some bad puck luck and you know how are you going to get through like all these different ways of losing like there was almost like a, a learning lesson on here's the different ways you have to watch out for losing right they were finding new ways to lose in the end it was very weird because it was like almost a psychological thing and so if they learn from this if it wasn't if everything's not just random and they're like whatever sometimes we win sometimes we lose just flipping a coin I don't think it is I think there are patterns to the way they act and when something good happens later on in the spring, you're going to say it, it's going to. We're going to definitely apply the cause of all the success to, you know, going through that hard time, coming out the other side, learning what it looks like when things are going to go south. So you can recognize it and turn it around. Yeah, exactly, and you know that's the key. You are going to lose some games. You know, it's a matter of uh, stopping the bleeding as quickly as possible. Right. And if this team stays healthy, I mean, they really aren't. Uh, like I said, their their ceiling is so high. I mean, I don't even know. Uh, uh, like I said, these guys don't, they might not even know how good they are. Like they, there's no, you cannot get them off their game. I don't care if they're down five goals going into their period; they're gonna play their asses off, and yeah. they're gonna get close. You know, they just they don't stop. I honestly and, think it's it's this when they execute. There's not a team they can't beat. Right. It, that's what's crazy. And so when you look at the upside, that's what's so insane. But I can't I, – it sounds so crazy to say, say that so absolutely like – but it is true. They, they – on their game, they will beat anybody. And um, I think that their style is underrated. I think that this ability to just like turn on amazing pressure and speed and um, all the new talent coming up is very uh, – I, they nobody plays a pressure game like them when they do, you know. Yeah, and you know the what? Problem I, is consistency. And he, yeah, exactly. We have and not seen sixty minutes of that in a long time, not since the winning streak. You know, they've been doing it forty minutes here, thirty minutes there. You're right. You know? They haven't started out games. They end them great, but they're mm-hmm. not starting out great. And you know, it it really does show their growth when you know you you have um, like in in. November. I had a complete point that I was trying to make, and I completely freaking forgot about it. Um, go ahead. What were you saying? I'm sorry. No. Well, I'm just. I'm thinking that you know, overall, when you look at how well this team can play, if they develop some kind of consistency, that's scary good. 
That's yeah. Because I don't. Here's where they fall apart in a playoff. So if I tell you they can beat every team, then I guess you're predicting them to win the cup. Not necessarily, because in order for them to get there, they have to raise their consistency, which on the season has been something like, you know, a six out of ten. Not too bad. Right. But you know, like could be a lot better. There's a lot of teams out there with less skill that their consistency is an eight out of ten, nine out of ten. You know, you're right. And, and that's who's going to win in the playoffs. It's the, the team that can be as close to 10 out of 10 in consistency, doing their best, and that's how you win in seven games. Like, how do you beat like all those teams the Devils of the past have beaten that on paper were maybe the better team? And why they, because they ground them to the ground in seven games because they don't have an off game. Right. Like, and sometimes the talents do, and, and then they fall apart. And one of my worries, and I'm not so worried about it anymore, but in November, I think we caught a hell of a lot of teams by surprise there you know are are in the beginning of the season in november they you know especially seeing us the first time they teams did not know how to play us yeah and and i think our speed worry about playing yeah and our speed was just you know they were not prepared for it and i think a lot of those wins came from that in December, I yeah. feel like Maybe we kind that of game they bowled over the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, I, and, the Islanders are not ready for that. No, and Matt Barzell said that after the game. Next time. Yeah, and they beat them. Yeah, uh, Matt Barzell said that after the game. Like, well, they were they were a fast team. They were expecting that speed, and That's you why know, I don't expect the pace of that streak. I mean, uh, it's like a stupid thing to say. Of course, you don't. Nobody expects. No, to they're win not going to do that. Thirteen again. out of thirteen, because you're right. Teams are ready for that. Right, and in December, I think that it kind of stunned them a little bit that yeah. that they were getting punched in the mouth back you mm-hmm. know where you know they weren't able to just roll opponents like they did in november because teams mm-hmm. were figuring out how to play them oh, and that sucks we're gonna have to play a, a much harder game right and that's sure. essentially what it was you're 100 percent right and they were you know saying no 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 we're not gonna let you skate up and down the ice with us and so the devils in turn also had to change their play they had to become more physical. They had to become smarter. They had to not take the, you know, they were getting away with uh, careless play because mm-hmm. they were making up for it in the goals. Uh, but they weren't able to do that in December. Right. And I think it's really does, it's a testament of just how good this team can be because now we're seeing teams for the second and third times. Mm-hmm. And now we're winning. Yeah. We're beating those teams again. We beat the Rangers two out of three. We split with Carolina, mm-hmm. right? We only played them twice so far, right? I think that was it. Just yeah, so times. we split with Carolina. We split with Washington. I think we beat Pittsburgh twice. We split with the Islanders. These are all teams that mm-hmm. you're going to have to go through if you want to get to the, the final destination, which is a Stanley Cup. You're going to have to go through these teams, and I think a lesser team would – not be able to get themselves out of that. You can, you could have seen this team having a December, a January like their December, and a February like their December, and then by you know the end of you know January, beginning of February, they're just completely out of it. It's over, yeah. And you could have seen that happen. Yeah, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big fear last night. Sure, doesn't look like it's going to. No, not after these last this last week. I mean, you go. The end of December, right? We we were on that losing streak. We we're trying to get out of it. Uh, right. You know, had a shitty no, uh, December. We beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. We lost to Carolina in overtime. Then we went on to I think beat Detroit. We had a bit of a stinker against the Blues. Right. But then 
Rangers win, Carolina win. Those are big wins. And now you're going into a West Coast trip, which out of a possible, what is there, five games out there? Four. Um, there are four. Five four. if you count the Carolina game. Four mm-hmm. West Coast so, games. So the, the game's coming up on the West Coast now. You have a possible eight points. Right. And what do you consider a successful road trip out of this? You know, by the numbers, you win the next three out of four, you, you won. It, it's that simple. It's that, it's that little of a majority. But, I mean, that's a pretty good clip to win 75% of your games. That's not usually what you're looking at. And it's very achievable. But you know what? The, the, the team you want to beat the most as a, as a yardstick that you're going to have one out here, I would say is Kraken. And you have a nice you know, rest because it is at the end of the trip. Mm. You have a good chance of winning there. And, um, boy, to sweep all four games, it's very doable. Very doable. Oh, I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough. You're going out there. You're going to win the next four. That would really, I think, set this team in the right direction, especially when it comes to what they're going to do. I think a lot's going to be said about, shown about this team, about where they're going to kind of go after this road trip um, when they get back home. What they're going to need. Who they're going. To, you know, who's Fitzgerald going to go look for? What kind of players is he going to go look for? I mean, we're high on. Kane and we were talking about him, but I don't know. There's a talk now that his injury, they might shelf him for the season. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Taves would be going somewhere, but I don't think the Devils would be interested in another center. So, uh, you know, but there are so many other guys out there, and you know, I I like um, I like Horvat. I think that would be a great pickup for the Devils if they could from, do uh, something for, uh, for Vancouver. Vancouver. They could do something with him. Um, you know he's going to be on the move because Vancouver is totally underachieved this year, but it is uh, extremely exciting seeing this team because I was so nervous coming out of December and looking at the th- that this last week looking at that that the, the the Pittsburgh game right up until the Carolina game and I'm thinking if this losing streak continues and we have a bad go of it we we could have been out we would have been out of the playoff spot. If we would have not turned it around when we did, those are if and you're gonna go win two of the last, you know, seven to ten games, those are the two you want yeah. the most. Uh, yeah, especially where you ended up in the standings where we are right now. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, I, I work with a lot of Ranger fans. I'm sure you do as well. They're everywhere. Sure. You know, I know everybody kept saying on Saturday, I can't believe the Rangers blew a freaking two goal lead in the third. Um, I can. Yeah. And did they really blow the lead? Or did the Devils just win the game? There is a bit of a difference. That game wasn't won by the Devils because the Rangers made tons of mistakes. No, no. they really didn't. No, the Devils outplayed them in the end, and they got the game. They, they tied the game up, and they won it in overtime. Yep. Uh, you know, they they were that night. They were the better team. Uh, and you know, just but the amount of shots that we played on Sisterkin, like there's, it's yeah. it, does it is it just me or do we just seem to? go up against hot goaltender after hot goaltender, or are we making them look that way? Okay, I, I think about that question a lot. You're the goalie, so answer. Well, I think it's a, it's it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, especially uh, certain teams lately, I know it's a double strategy, just throw a lot of early shots on net. And I think especially with Shisterkin, they're like, I don't know why, I don't know what the scouting report they're looking at because he doesn't let um, too many goals in, but maybe it's uh, you know, like bad goals that you just throw something in the net at. Right. Not that kind of 
but maybe it's uh, something that they're seeing that they think it's a strategy. It's happening too much for it not to be. But then that said, like some of those shots are just weak. Some of those shots. I mean, if you look at those shots through the first period, especially, they they were meaningless. They were nothing. They were not good chances. No. Like one good save in there. That's we're just all. We've seen saves that you know any triple A goalie can do. You know, doesn't like I said, we don't need to be the best in that. But um, and you know that this guy's crazy capable of it. So I also think sometimes there's a strategy of like, you know, like I, I don't know, don't give him like the chances that change the game early on if you're going to. You know, okay. like just just go in. It's more like asserting dominance. You're throwing those shots. You're just keeping the team that's defending you on their heels. It's right. not even about the quality of the shot. So maybe that's part of their strategy. Okay. Too. Um, and then sometimes I'm wondering, why can't you even just fucking hit the net? So it comes down to that. They and do then, miss the net, especially yeah. our, our point shots and our D, our D men. I, I'm I'm not 100% comfortable with our defense right now. Mm-hmm. I, um, they have been very shaky. Oh, yeah, people I thought uh, would have been much more solid. Hamilton, man, every every, every game I'm just looking at yeah. him like, what are you going to do this one? I, I mean, you look, go back to the Carolina game mm-hmm. on that shorthanded goal, and I know he was out there for the power play for a long time, and he was tired, but he looked so confused on yeah. that two-on-one. He had no idea who to go to. No, no he one. just went back and forth. He, yeah. He ended up, I, like, allowing two passes. Right. Just, just Didn't take, take one his, guy out, let him have a... Just take the uh, one know. dude and let Van, let Vanacek take care of the shooter. And he didn't, and it was, you know, it, it was a really ugly play. Yeah. And it was very Severson-esque. But, uh, you know, he's been playing very... I mean, he doesn't, hasn't even really been showing up offensively uh, the last few nights. I mean, he did a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, but... He, he, yeah, he did, uh, had a little bit. Yeah, he did. I shouldn't say that. He Offensively, he did uh, the last month or so. He was okay, but he, the okay, last few games... Especially for defenseman, but... I mean, but the last few games, uh, I think that uh, Brendan Smith, I thought, has been playing rough. Yeah. Uh, Severson has been Severson. Uh, you know, he, they look... Game winner in overtime against oh, the Rangers. Yep, and that's uh, one thing I turned to Evie there and I said, uh, you, sh- you sure you're okay with this? Because I know you don't like – I don't know. You, and she's kind of smiling. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, let's hand it to him. That was a great goal. It was a great play. And, 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 and you know, I, I said, too, like, yeah, I want him on my three-on-three three team. I don't know if I want him on my five-on-five five team. I just – You know I, what I mean? Like, yeah. He's I, that defenseman. He's very skilled. I really like Damon Severson when – you know, I, I, I like the offense he can bring. Um, I think now he's kind of backed off that offense and been concentrating a little bit more on his defense, which he needs to do. Yeah, maybe but he'll come out the other side okay with that. You know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I think he's going to stay with this team, but I like him when he plays the way he played against the Rangers. Um, it was, you know, he played a, a pretty solid game. Uh, but... For a guy that's been in the league as long as he has, and for a guy that has the, you know, again, a veteran dude, you're supposed to be leading this defense, not making these same mistakes that end up in the back of your net. So with that, I was very happy to see Severson get the goal because we yeah. won the game. I don't give a shit goal. if Lindy Ruff scored that goal. Yeah. I mean, as long as we won the game. But again, uh, the defense. I thought Brendan Smith has been playing like crap. I think. Uh, I think we might have seen the last of Kevin Ball for a little while. Yeah. Um, he said. Do you know if he's going out west with this? Trip? I don't know if he's on the trip. He probably is. I mean, they have the spot, so they're right. probably bringing him and uh, and. Ohuchuk. Uh, oh yeah, Ohuchuk. Oh, what? What? Nikita. I'll never get it right. Nikita. Oh, Ohuchuk. Ohuchuk. 
I'm asking you. I'm, I'm asking you. I don't know. Okucha. Okucha. Oh, no. Okucha. Okucha. Okucha? No. No. Okucha. That's what I said. You said Okucha. <laughs> Booty trap. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think the defense has been a little shaky. Um, I, I And I kind of – that was the thing in November that we were, you know – so high on so I really hope yeah. that they can kind of yeah. get back to that because they're capable this, like oh Marino we need Marino when he comes back you know what Graves is, is not as consistent as we'd like him to be because he's had all the talent in the world doesn't make as many like oh my god I can't believe he did that mistake right so he, you know he's definitely not like jumping out in your face like Peterson or even not to say Hamilton does I think they'll so be okay he can tell her you know what he's close to being you know I think he's close to going one way or the other because He's got a lot of talent. He looked very good, not just because he scored the, you know, the goal, but he looked very good in that game. He had that bad penalty. When yeah. it was the bad penalty uh, section of the season, he was up there a lot. Who has been the biggest head-scratcher for you over the course of the last month with this team? Oh, like in other words, just just what like where, where there's a couple guys. I got where the about. hell are you? What what is going on with you? Yours is weird. There's certain parts, I was saying that about Brat, like especially going into over the last month, where he turned it on, I'll say in, in fits and starts, like glorious fits and starts, but then, then it just goes away. Very streaky. Yeah, dude, crazy streaky. And the, I would say over the last month, the streak has been largely cold. Yes. And um, the scary part is, is like, you know, you expect so much from him because he's like, all right, you got, of course, huge, but. And after that, everybody's thinking, you know, T-shirt, you know, Brad. I mean, there's not too many other guys you're going to really look to for clutch scoring in, in a imaginary playoff scenario where the New Jersey Devils are ready to go deep. Well, they better and figure it out. You can't fall asleep for, you know, four out of seven games because then it's over. You know Plot, I mean, I, I mean Plot will be there. You know, you don't have to worry about him. He's going to give you yeah, uh, I, what you need. I think Plot's still getting his game together. Yes, from what exactly. I've seen in the last couple games. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Um I think he looked like a car, that car a little flat-footed in some places, but yeah, but I that's think, gonna come. I think yeah, that's probably more like adjusting after being off for so long. So my so, uh, my biggest open for you. my biggest head scratcher, and, and this dude seriously like this team needs this guy. I think I know you're gonna say. Go ahead, Bob Woods. <laughs> Where do I win? Uh. The soundboard. Bring it home. <laughs> Half of it's yours. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Miles Wood. Yeah. Miles Wood. Like, dude, you were Mr. Vocal this year. After your first two losses, you were ready to burn the whole thing down to the ground. You were tired of being on a losing team. I don't want to be on a bad team anymore. You're not on a bad team anymore, but you're not playing very good. Yeah. And, and it really was Nate Bastion, and we've talked about this many times, but was, you know, Nate Bastion really the guy that was bringing you know Miles Wood that like Miles Wood can't can't do anything without Nate I, I, like, I know and late seven late goals last, nine assists 16 points 16 points I said 16 disappointments Six. <laughs> that's funny um no he's definitely capable of so much more and here's here's why I get pissed too Miles Wood um more unlike Brad Heesher and Hughes is not like a finesse guy in any way no. and he doesn't have like the best shot ever 
what he's got is that combination of, you know, when he's at his best, you know, wild, in-your-face speed, grind it out. I will push this fucking puck past you. I don't care if it's pretty. I don't care if it's ugly. He, you know, that bull in a china shop mentality that those guys don't have. You the know, two goals that we need a guy like that. The two goals that Dawson Mercer scored against Carolina yes, are goals that are Miles Wood scores. Yes, those are his type of goals. I know. He needs to just start crashing true. the net and getting his body in front and picking up some of these goals. I would love to, you know, have somebody sit him down and say, "Watch those two goals. Don't you think that's you? Yeah, don't that's you think you. those are your goals? Those are, you should be going those goals. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, so I. But he's I, also been set up so many times in the last like five games or so. Beautiful feeds that he's just like that fucking you know, yeah, cement hands and he just he just just you know oh and he you know chips it wide and it's like I I I think that if this team is gonna make a push and go far, um, you know we had big time balance scoring in November and um, you know we saw a little bit of secondary scoring. We talked about the last podcast secondary scoring has been non-existent in the month of December. Right. Well, Mercer's been you know getting a little hot. He had a goal. Bolquist with the goal. you know, you you know that uh, what's we call plot is going to be chipping in. He's got to get his legs back. We're yeah. consistently getting points from you know Hughes and and Heischer and we'll find a way some to of get our defensemen to like be more on and off. Eric Halla, like yeah. this dude has what one goal for us this year? Is that I, I mean is that really right? He has two so. goals, seventeen assists. He has nineteen points. We. I wanted to get rid of Pavel Zaka so bad, and yeah, it's hard to believe at this like, point Zaka wouldn't have had better numbers. Of course he would have. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, okay, he's giving you the faceoffs, and that's super important. Faceoffs, um, another older um, voice in the locker room, which they don't have many of, who's had success. But he so. needs to start. Very point. You got like, at least, you know, yeah, do like, the work too. You, yeah, dude, you have been on the top six since opening night. You have not moved. They haven't moved you any. Everybody else, Lindy Ruff, basically throws like plays fifty two pickup with our freaking lineup every single night. He's had every shot at every right know, place. But Eric Halla has always been in the top six. You've always been there, dude, and you cannot capitalize. Him and Tatar, I just am like. I, I throw my hands up, and I'm just like, please, if, if we just had a, one more sniper on this team. I know, I know. I, I feel like it, I would love to see them turn it around because that they're owed like a lot more finishing for the skill level. And both of them, it's yeah. like they're missing the w- open nets. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this um, team really does need those two guys and Miles Wood to really start and contributing. More like, yeah, like, um, you know, Killer instinct around the net. They're just the finishing, finishing. Eric Hall. Finishing's not there. Eric Hall. You see him, you know, going to the net. He's right there, and he just doesn't get his time. He's got one of the weakest shots I have ever seen. I mean, dude, this he his slap shots. I I don't. I don't know any NHL goalie that can't stop one of his shots. Like just how pathetically weak they are. Like you know, crash the net. You got to score other ways. You got to figure. You know there are tons of other ways to score goals, but this dude with a slap shot is not going to do it. He's, uh, you know, I don't know if he's just older, if he's, you know, his best years are behind him. Maybe. But he is a very good faceoff guy, and he has had every opportunity to really perform offensively on this team, and he hasn't. And that's been 
a big disappointment this year. I yeah. really would have liked to have seen him uh, start to flourish. And maybe he's one of these dudes that come playoff time, he's going to turn it on. Yeah, and, there, there you know, are he, those guys yeah. out there, right? They're like, I don't know. And then he's this guy's just, you know, he's so, so alive in the playoffs. He's I, carrying it through. I will withhold my judgment on Tomas Tatar and Eric Holla and Miles Wood until we see them in a playoff series. I think that's fair. I mean, they have so much to offer. So yes. it would be nice if they got a little bit more finish, a little bit more like, okay, you can count them for, you know, get people close to 20 goal scorers and not have to worry about can he get there. Yeah. Well, Dan, we have a couple of questions, but you know what? I'm going to hold off on them. Uh, some some emails that were sent in. Um, Come on, one email. And, well, we had more. I just picked one to question. Right. That's all. No, I mean read one. You want to do one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Read one of them. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Brendan said, you guys are a little bit hard on Lindy Ruff. Mm. He says, I disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I think Lindy Ruff is a Hall of Fame coach and does deserve a little bit more respect. So I took mm. that. And I'll ask you a question. I looked into it a little bit. Do you think Lindy Ruff is a Hall of Fame coach, or does Lindy Ruff need to win a Stanley Cup? Okay, so what's his – how close did he get how many times? It's funny you ask. Buffalo, right? They had some years there. So his regular season – all right, so his playoff record is 66-54 and 54 in 120 games. Okay? Okay. It's a .55 winning percentage. He coached, where am I? Doo -doo 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 -doo. Of course, Buffalo, where he won the Jack Adams in 05 and 06. Mm -hmm. He was a finalist in 06 and 07. And in 06 and 07, the Sabres won the President's Trophy. So 97 and 98, he took the Sabres to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Um, they, won, they reached the Stanley Cup Finals in 99. Uh, he has... Uh, Let's see, two first-round losses, and then Buffalo missed the playoffs the next three years. Eastern Conference Finals. He's been to Eastern Conference Finals three years, three times with Buffalo, one time to a Stanley Cup playoff, um, Stanley Cup final. And he is, I believe, ranked 13th right now. Or no, 6th right now. Yeah, yeah, he just did a um, record recently, right, for all-time games? Yeah, and uh, so he has in the – Lindy Ruff is – it looks like he's fourth. So yeah, he's. Yeah, that's what's tough. Like, it's it's really easy to say, oh, a guy never won the cup. How can he be a Hall of Fame coach? But you look at all those other like late playoff appearances, and how many total games he had, still with a winning percentage. He it's is kind of like nobody else has really played that, has coached that much, so. You know, the guy's been guy's been coaching for a long time, and then he yeah, went. Oh, then he that. did. He did four years in Dallas. Mm -hmm. He was a Jack Adams finalist again in fifteen and sixteen. He went fifty twenty three and nine in his years uh, in, his, in his playoffs in uh, Dallas in those four years. That's that very good. Yeah, um, and that's then he came here. So let me look up some more of his stats. Uh, so Lindy Ruff, yeah, 66-54 uh, in 120 playoff, playoff games. Right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, let's see where we are. Uh, da -da -da -da. So his record is 
736 wins, 554 losses, That's pretty good. 78 ties, and 125. Is that play uh, overtime losses? Yeah, because it's. It's written ties. They don't yeah, ties so anymore. that's why. But so it's written seven thirty six, five fifty four, seventy eight, one twenty five. So this dude's coached a ton of games. Yeah. So he is uh, he's seventh among head coaches in NHL history in regular season games, hmm. behind only Scotty Bowman, Joel Quenville, Al Arbor, Barry Trotz, and Ken Hitchcock. And I think all of them except Joel Quenville won a Stanley Cup. I'm not a hundred percent sure if mm. Quenville has. I have yeah, to look um, that up. Quenville, I feel like, did he, in Dallas? Was he the coach of Dallas? Yeah, I think so. Then? He might have got to Dallas period when they won a cup. I'm not sure. You know, it's... Let's and then see. you had the, with the Blues. Um, That's going back. Yeah, I know he was mostly with the Blues. Yeah, and he did not win cups with them. No. And so, we'll see if Quenville won a cup with... Uh, he did a Canadians one too, didn't he? I don't know. Did he? Well, they don't win cups, so it doesn't matter. He was with Florida too, so he was there. Um, I don't know if he. I gotta look this up a little bit more and see if he won a Stanley Cup as a coach. But if you go back, all those teams. Uh, so he was as a head coach of the Blues, the Avalanche, the Panthers. Um, played for a bunch. Coaching career, coaching record. So his coaching record, Quenville, uh, he did win a Stanley Cup in 2015 hmm. with Chicago. He was on the coaching staff with Chicago. So, okay. right, so all those guys in the mm -hmm. top ahead of him have won Stanley Cups. Yeah. So does Lindy Ruff have to win a Stanley Cup to go into the NHL Hall of Fame, or is his playing career and extensive coaching career enough to do it? You know, I think a fair answer, I would have to realistically look at what it takes to be in the Hall of Fame for the, for the coaches and see where, you know, where he ranks. But I have a feeling that they don't only have Stanley Cup winners. You know, there's probably a few that have. I'm sure they don't. And if they don't, you know, then, then his place there makes more sense. Right? You know, but if they really, if he would be the first to be in there and never wore a won a Stanley Cup, then I would honor his tradition of that and say no. I I you agree. Know, but I the amount of games alone is pretty special. There's not too many guys. Would you say all time he won six all time yeah. NHL yeah. number of games? Yep. It's some like even if he never won a cup, if he broke the all time coached games by you know double from number two. Okay. Yes. Are we not going to put him in this right. Hall of Fame? What what right. is this Hall of Fame? But uh, no, yeah, I'm I, not saying he's there. I'm just taking the idea to the extreme. You know? And and I'm I'm again, you know, I we, I could talk to him blue in the face about you know how the how kind of split I am on Lindy Ruff uh, yeah. as coach of this team. But you know, if he does take this team to a cup, yeah, he's most definitely Hall of Fame. Exactly. Uh, you know, but again, if he doesn't, I think that's going to be that thing that kind of hangs over him for his career, you know? Is Lindy a lot of those coaches like that. Yeah, you know, but not history. so many that have coached that long. And, you know, very true. and you very see true. you see the, like the Devils, who I think he's done a, a very good job with, but again, in December when I was bitching about him, and you know, it's when his team was reverting back to the Devils of last year and you're just banging your head against the wall. It's like, dude, you're the... Most of all, too, like he didn't seem like he was 
getting it sometimes. Yeah, like he's how the team was doing about who was playing well for him, who wasn't. Like, I, like, are you even awake? Right. That's what made me worry. And, and one of my big issues with him, even today, is dude, you gotta set your lines up and let these guys at least try to find find some consistency. Exactly. Try a new combo. No combo. Exactly. Like, dude, just let them, you know, work it out. I like, you know, I I think Hughes, Sharon Govich, and Mercer. I would like to see that line stay together. Yeah. Like like a grandmother on a slot machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's got to hit sometime. I don't know. Try again. Try again. And, but, uh, dude, Grandma, are you even looking at numbers? What are you doing? Just dropping just pennies in. That's it. <laughs> I do want to see him just keep the fucking lines together for a little bit. Let's just see if it works. Give it longer than half a shift. I know. Uh, you know, but, yeah, you're right. It's like a boggle machine. So Maybe I wonder about that, and I wonder what his strategy is, like how much it is the personalities of the team. You know, like you wonder, like because they're, they're all young. Is that why you switch them around so much? Does it make sense? Cause because I think like they were, if they were an older team, he would be less likely to do that. Like, yeah, you still might kind be of right. A little bit of like, a, okay, coach says do this, and you know they, you know, I don't know if they're gonna be that team later on in the future where he could do that. Like I look at that when he had Hala, I mean not Hala, um, Hughes, Mercer, and Sharon Govich playing together for a little while, and I looked at that line, and I'm thinking, this line, if you gave him some time. Mm-hmm. I think this line could be really, really scary. Ao, not right away, but give them some time. No, but they, no, they're it, never going to get that. No, they're and never it's, gonna you get know, that so time. it yeah. always changes. And you know, part of the reason is, okay, here's why I'm going to give him a, cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, just take the last two games alone. It was six periods of hockey. The Devils played like one and a half periods, and they won both games. Right. So this fucking team is like, let's face it, it's like difficult to get on track. If if we're gonna give him credit, imagine a scenario where he has a lot to do with the good. They're a young team; they're all over the place, and in every game you got a herd cat. It makes a certain amount of sense because they get, you know, they go in, they play mediocre, they've taken one or two periods to, you know, kind of figure a team out and then put it all together. That must be hard to do if you're a coach. Yeah. So what are you doing while they're just jerking around and you feel like they're not responding? You keep spacing up the lines. Yeah, I don't I know. Know. maybe that's a strategy. I don't know. I mean, they're winning, so I guess it works. I just would like to see a little bit more uh, consistency of lines going in, yeah, and maybe it's maybe like that somebody goes through the channels too quickly, and you're like, wait, wait, I'll go back to that one. I yeah, see. yeah, exactly. Can I see that line? Exactly. I mean, Let's go back to that one. Bastion, I'm not sure if Bastion's on this trip or not, but if Bastion gets back soon, then you know it's gonna, you know, they're gonna put the McLeod Wood Bastion line back together. Uh, hopefully they can have the same success they had before the injury. Uh, so that line would be set. It does look like um, a Palat um, or Palat Tatar and uh, and Heisher, that line, right? That's right. pretty much uh, set. He he hasn't really maneuvered from that one too much. He moves Tatar around. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. And then the second line, like I think a, you know, Boquist, um, Hala and whoever else you want to throw over there, Alex right. Holtz, Fabian Zetterlin, you know, whatever. I think yeah. that could be a good line. Then you go back to the McLeod, Bastion, Wood line. You put Sharon Govich, Mercer, Hughes together, and Tatar, Hala, and Heischer. I mean, uh, Tatar, Palat, and Heischer. I think that could be a good line. And there's also, I would like to see 
uh, Hughes play with Palat, other yeah. than just on the power play and stuff yeah. when Palat starts getting it. I think that could work. It could. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so I, I, you know, I do wish though that he would find some consistency and just give it a couple of games. Let's just see if it works out. Give it a few games. Uh, you know, constantly juggling them every, and, and it's not even. It's like every night it starts off that oh it's the same lineup as last night and by the second period everything's thrown out the window yep. and you don't know who the hell's playing with who uh, you know and then he you know then he got Hughes he had uh, who I think Holla double shifting with uh, the the McLeod line yep. and then up in the yep. second line and it, it, it just you know I there's sure there's some kind of uh, reason. Uh, some kind of method to this madness, but like I just really would like to see consistency in the lines, and I think that goes a long way, especially come playoff time. But anyway, West Coast trip coming up, Dan. What are you liking? What do you want to see? And what games do you think Blackwood will be playing, if any? Well, I, you know, they got the back-to-backs, so when you're playing the back-to-back games... That's a good replacement, Tom. Back-to-back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, but when if if those are you know on the schedule here, it'll be a tomorrow and then Saturday, right? Yeah. So between the two, I don't know. Tomorrow's the Ducks and Saturday's the Kings. Am I right? Yes. And okay. then uh, Sunday follow up with the Sharks. So Monday. So uh, sorry, Monday. Yeah, exactly. So maybe what I do is I get because there's a nice gap between the games anyway. I get the Blackwood game out of the way first. I give. Uh, Vanacek the night off tomorrow, and he's going to play the next three in a row. Because that's the worst team, the Ducks. Let Blackwood take that that team. Um, also because the next night, Vanacek has got an extra day of rest, and then you know what? He gets two days of rest uh, be- before he plays the Sharks, and then four before he plays the Kraken. That's not going to overwork him. And you could spread him through the three the f- of the four best teams, so I like that setup the best. Okay, I could live with that. And what do you think for possible eight points? What do you think these guys are coming home with? I think it's going to be six. I think there there has to be some kind of letdown of these four because I just don't see them as like a hundred percent team or or, or more hundred percent than seventy five percent. Right. Okay, that's where I'm looking at them. And truthfully, I don't even think they're quite seventy five percent. I think they're closer to seventy five percent than fifty. So I'm picking them out six out of the next eight points and. I'm not going to be very, very surprised. I'd be more surprised if they only get four of the next eight than if they get eight of the next eight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go bold uh, just because I do like what I have seen. I think they, uh, over the course of the last week, week and a half, I think uh, a West Coast trip has a way of kind of galvanizing these guys and, and uh, you know brings up that camaraderie and... I think a good team can get better on trips like this. Uh, I'm going to go four for four, eight points, wins all around. Very and doable. It's not a bad call. I do agree that if I was going to be playing Blackwood, it would be tomorrow night uh, against the Ducks. And same exact thing. I'd put Banachek in Saturday, Monday, and then next, whatever it is, Thursday uh, against the Kraken. But uh, Vanacek has given you absolutely no reason yep. to not play him. And the only time, if Vanacek keeps on doing what he's doing and playing as well as he's playing, the only time that our backup goalie, whoever the hell that is, because like I said, I think the argument now of 
who's our one and who's our two is gone. There is no argument anymore. Better not. Uh, there's, I, there can't I, be. I, I was surprised there, there can't was. Be. And Lindy Ruff is seriously a, a week senile. Ago, we were wondering what they were thinking about that. Yeah, and but I think I think Vanacek has just come up and, and ripped that conversation out. You don't talk about this anymore. I'm the number one, and I'm going to go out and show you. And then it makes me think of that Brodeur article because, you know, if I'm Vanacek, I'm arguing, look, let me play tomorrow. Right? If I feel tired, I'll let you know. If I don't feel sharp, I'll tell you right away and play him then. If not, ride me for these games. There's no reason, uh, you know, I can't do all four of these games, you know. It, I think in that art, same article Brodeau was saying he's pretty sure the owners wouldn't let him play. It's just not the game anymore. Yeah, so so you put your backup in, whoever it is, Smeet or Blackwood, put them in on the back-to-backs, uh, you yeah. know, however it works out, and then you ride Vanacek the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, you know, until Vanacek gives you a reason to not do that, right. you know, do it. So that's what I would like to see. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, I got nothing else to talk about. Uh, so I do want to uh, just uh, tell anyone that's uh, our listeners here that you know, if you want to contact us, you can find us on social media at Uncle Puckers. We're also at UnclePuckers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will uh, read your emails. We will talk about whatever you write online. Uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast. We're going to take uh, the next two days off, it looks like. Today's what, Thursday? Thursday. So probably yeah, after – well, I was thinking after the game on Monday, we should okay, get yeah, together. That makes sense. We do have the. It's the, a four o'clock game. game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Monday after that, and then we'll have we'll have three games to talk about, okay. and we could talk about the upcoming cracking game. We'll be a little bit more prepared. We apologize for the long wait uh, before this episode, but like I said, I've been battling this freaking cold, and didn't want to be uh, getting everybody sick. So other than that, um, enjoy the playoffs this weekend, Dan. Football is finally. Uh, means something yeah it's gonna be a, a good weekend i cannot wait well you know who your uh your compatriot is on the devils right he's a huge i i do Minnesota eric viking eric holla is eric a, he's yeah. a big viking fan so yeah it, it's a shame that you did have to call him out as your biggest disappointment in the season it did it, your it, fellow it's fitting you know we <laughs> could commiserate about how the vikings will rip our hearts out at some point this year it could very well be this sunday against you know what i, I feel like it's your your year this year. It's gonna happen. To what? <laughs> to what? <laughs> I just want to see if I can say it with a straight face. Like, oh, you definitely got it. Listen, oh, I will. You guys are you're definitely gonna win. It's your turn. It, it, listen, they're no, they are the. What would people say? You're due, man. You're due. Well, if, if you want to talk about due, <laughs> yeah. they're the oldest team in North American sports to never win a championship. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> they have never won a championship. And in my lifetime, they've never even been to the Super Bowl. Well, that's not true. I think I was two uh, last time they went. So in my it has lifetime, not been a for, uh, what? It has not been a purple rain. Most definitely not a purple rain. Uh, so I'm, you know, is this their year? Eh, probably not. Uh, I, I like this team. I enjoyed this season. We had a first-year head coach. We were able to win our division, win 13 games, and most of them in stunning and spectacular fashion. It was a ton of fun. Uh, I do hope that we can go in. Uh, we'll go in. Uh, we're playing at home. That we could beat the the Giants. Um, for all intents and purposes, we probably should uh, beat them on Sunday and move uh, probably over to San Francisco, where I think they they will thoroughly hand us our ass. Right. And uh, that's it. So you know, that's maybe you're, you're calling it to go down like that. Well, I, I just San Francisco's a good team. They're going to be really hard to beat. Um, 
I just think they the De- Vikings should be Vikings screwed themselves when they lost to the Packers two weeks ago. They lost that number two seed. So no matter pretty much uh, if it was like the Thanksgiving game or whatever. Is that the, the no, it was the one on New Year's Day. Oh yeah. If the Vikings would have won that game, if they could have maybe shored up the second seed, then if they win uh, Sunday, then they would have assured themselves another home game. Unfortunately, yeah. San Francisco took that two seed. So if the Vikings lose, win on Sunday, they're going to have to go out to Santa Clara, play the Niners out there. Niners are a really good team, so it's going to be tough. And then if they happen to somehow win that and Philadelphia wins next week, then you got to go to Philadelphia and you got to play the Eagles. So... You know, would anything give me more joy than going to a Super Bowl by beating both the Giants and the Eagles in the playoffs? Like, that would make me the happiest person in the world. I'd be the happiest girl in the world, man. This is a tough question. What's better, collectively with your Vikings beating the Eagles and the Giants and and living with that, or, uh, you know, Devils beat Rangers in the playoff series? Do we win the Cup? (laughs) Okay, wait. So you're saying if it's the Eastern Conference Finals, it only matters if we go on to win in the finals? No, Eastern Conference Finals against the Rangers okay, but you mean or, not or, or Minnesota run. beating those two teams on the way to go to play in a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. But let's say, like, how about this? Both teams go to the final game and lose just to keep the things even. Okay, so okay. what's better? Those so, two wins, uh, you know, beating. And then lose in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or, or beat the Rangers in the playoffs and lose in the finals. Right, you know, you want bragging rights over all these fans who live nearby. You know? I've never seen the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's There's, true. there's that's something true. very exciting yeah, about that. that. No disrespect to the Devs. I've seen them win three cups, though. Yeah. And, and all right, so let's take the Super Bowl out, then. Let's say first and second round. No, I'd pick the Devils. Yeah. yeah, but even if the Devils go out and beat the Rangers in the first round and go out of it in the second round. I'd take that. Okay, I'll so take that. I got you. So if yeah. it's not talking about something new, exactly. I see. I I, I need right, cool. to see my Vikings in a Super Bowl. That's right. all. I don't. They don't even have to win, even though that would of course be preferable. But I just want to see them play in the darn game. What I was game. getting at was like, what's more annoying, being among, you know, Rangers fans or uh, the football fans of both, you know, I just like the you know Rangers and Flyers here. We got the Eagles. It's more annoying being around the football fans because, yeah. yeah, and because of this, most Ranger and Flyer fans don't really know hockey. They <laughs> just like true. to talk shit. That's true. But unfortunately, like the and and you know, being where the Devils are right now, look, I'll go up against the Rangers and the Flyers any day of the week. Um, I have a hard time going up against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's a damn good team, and the Eagles. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. you know, so like it's like you you really. To beat the Eagles, that would be something really special, and uh, their fans are just so much more obnoxious than. I mean, there are, are obnoxious right? Flyer fans, yeah. but there are more Eagle fans around here than Flyer fans, so you deal with them a lot. That's uh, absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, everybody is a freaking like Eagle the, fan. You know, the Rangers have more fans than the, than the um, Flyers here. If you know the other way. If yeah, with the, with football, it's all Eagles. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of tons and tons and tons of Giant and Jet fans, of course, too. Gi- giant fans aren't too annoying. I have to give them that. Most of them aren't that annoying. No. Uh, not that obnoxious. Jet fans are uh, they're a assholes. little pathetic and weird. Yeah, like the team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just – but, um, you know, they're not – I so, don't know. I don't find them 
there's no nobody holds a candle to like Philadelphia football fans. It's the worst oh, team Daniel in the fucking world. Worst. So yeah, perfect week for me would be Devils win the next four, Vikings beat the Giants, and then uh, you know next week we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, stay up late, Devil fans, because we got some late ones coming. Ten o'clock tomorrow, ten thirty on Saturday. Yeah, we got a lucky reprieve on Monday with a four o'clock Eastern game, and then ten o'clock again against the Kraken on Thursday. What are you gonna yeah. say? If 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 a Devils fan can't stay up for the and tune, you know, I get it. Life you know, has people have certain schedules, whatever. All the more reason to tune in, and because we're going to be talking about. We this will game, recap. Check them out. And, you know, we will recap. Them. We will talk about all of it. We will, you know, do what we do. So we will see you when we see you. All right, Buckers out. <laughs>